name is Brooke. My name is Alyssa, and I am the poster child for the Judgment Impaired. <laughs> and uh, this is episode number 10. Uh, for those of you who don't know how this works, every five episodes we have a guest on, so you guys don't get too bored of us. Um, and so today we are joined by our very good friend, Catherine. Hi, I'm Catherine. I'm here because Nessie was robbed, and I need justice for her. So I'm going to get justice, and I don't trust you guys at all. I've been dreading, not dreading because I love having guests on, but like Catherine has never been wrong a day in her life. And I've just <laughs> and been she's waiting. Not start now. No, I've just been waiting for this. Like she's going to kill us. <laughs> yeah. I was going to yeah. get one that would kill you, but then I realized I just wanted to talk about Nessie. So instead, I just got another version of Nessie. So. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? Well, it isn't Nessie. I, it isn't actually I, Nessie because I believe in originality, but it's just also <laughs> that I realized when I was looking for monsters that I missed her and I wanted her back. Did you bring the North American Great Lakes rip-off Nessie? Is that no, the, the Icelandic not rip-off Nessie. She's just similar. She has her own origins and might that have also like... been partially stolen from Norse mythology, but we'll get into that. That sounds kind of like you're at an art dealer and like you're looking at a painting and they're like, no, 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 no. This isn't a ripoff. It's a not ripoff original. It's inspired. No, no, exactly. No, what I'm saying is people are like, you might think that this is influenced by the Egyptian art, but actually it's Mesopotamian. You need to look at what the influences are and not assume things, even though I did just say that. I chose it because of the similarity to something. <laughs> there we have it. All right. Well, since we're already into this and since you're our guest, Catherine, uh, why don't you go first this week with your Nessie ripoff? Okay. So it's not Nessie ripoff. <laughs> He's his own person. Um, so I got the thing that I'm about to butcher the pronunciation of. It's the Lagerflot worm. And it's in the Lagerflot lake in Iceland. And so it is a giant um, snake-like, worm-like thing that lives in a beautiful lake that is like, you know, doesn't really have much like visibility in there. So you don't know what's in this lake. Um, it is apparently longer than a bus. So it's like 40 feet long and it's got like bumps or spikes on its back. And oh, damn. Okay. it's swimming, but can also, this is how it's different from Nessie. People have also seen it outside of the water, just hanging out under some trees. He's got So it's more amphibious as opposed to aquatic. Well, he is aquatic. He can just also live on land. So that's why I said amphibious. Well, (laughs) I mean, I guess you could say he's an amphibian, but also he was made from a snake. I don't know. He's he's just, he's, he's, he's mostly living in the water. So what I'm getting here okay. is the only real difference between this and Nessie is that uh, it can also go on land. No, there's other differences. Okay. Look, he's got his own story, okay? I've got to get into the story. I cannot wait <laughs> to hear means. the story. By all means. Okay. So- Alyssa, stop starting show. <laughs> no, this is too much fun. Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, I admitted straight up what I was doing, but also you, you got you got to give my boy a chance. Actually, he doesn't have I'm a gender. Giving your boy a no gender. one says it has a gender. I'm gonna call him him though, because Nessie's a girl okay. and Alyssa and I sit here assigning gender to the monsters yeah. all the time. You're fine. <laughs> well, I just want you to know that you, you can't assume things about about him like you've been assuming so far. 
So he's first mentioned in the Icelandic annals, which were like kind of like stories of Iceland's like mythology, etc. In 1345, not really described yet. He was just described as a wonderful thing that they saw in the lake. And it looked like lumps or islands in the water. And they didn't see a head or tail. They just like made a note of it and moved on. And then later on in like the 16th century, people mentioned it was mentioned in a map by Abraham Ortelius. And it was attributed to like an Icelandic bishop saying there's a large serpent in the lake that appears when a memorable event is imminent. A memorable event generally means like famine, etc. And then later on <laughs> okay. in the poem that I cannot pronounce, it's called Rank Rankofostrima by Stefan Olofsson in the 17th century. It's described as a like snake-like monster with nine humps. And it like appears just like, you know, as an aside. And then in 1749 to 1750, people reported a one-humped lake monster in the lake, and people were like, this probably isn't the same monster, but we think it's related. And then this is there's like one main story about this monster, and it was record it's like a folk tale that was recorded in 1862 and collected in 1845 from like some schoolgirl. And so basically, this is its its origin story, which is why it's different from Nessie because it has not one. to not to so. be rude to this reporting, <laughs> but how old is this reporting of the schoolgirl? Because like, if a kindergartner told me it's they saw a like it's fantastic, no, it's like I'd have some doubts. It's like a schoolgirl, like as in like a teenager. He's like this guy is like a, a famous folklorist. His I did I say his name John Arneson? He like went through and he collected Icelandic folk folk tales and stuff. So this is like not necessarily like someone saying what it, it was like someone like kind of like repeating a story. Okay. Yeah, there was a book. I read it in Google Translate. So. <laughs> Oh good. Oh good. I there was like a summary on the Wikipedia page, but there's a little different. Okay. There's some differences like when you look at the actual story, which is why you can't trust Wikipedia. Was that a subtle like okay, aside well, that's since I do most of my research entirely based off Wikipedia? Well, you use Wikipedia as a beginning, but then you have to go to the sources and see what the biases on the Wikipedia I mean, that's are. what I do. I just love your not so subtle <laughs> dig at Brooke like that's why you don't this use This was my dig in general. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Brooke, I think we should add of like petty spite to this fake Nessie. Just agree that I can't win. We've already determined Nessie is not table and wouldn't win in a fight, or would win in a fight. I I can't do this uh, because I am so aware of Catherine's <laughs> love for Nessie and Nessie like monsters that literally I was at a convention a few weeks ago and someone was selling book no- bookmarks of like horny cryptids and there was one of nessie and i was like oh i gotta buy this sexy nessie for catherine look nessie <laughs> so is catherine, beautiful and dateable but she's not sexy my love for her is pure <laughs> she is my friend and i will marry her and we will have a beautiful friendly marriage friendly <laughs> marriage you just sound in like in denial yeah. no you just don't understand my true pure. feelings we're gonna get married as friends no we're gonna get married because we're in love I'm just, I'm not going to be weird about I'm not it. Gonna be, I'm not going to be weird about being in love with a giant snake. I've got Look, news Nessie wasn't Catherine. a snake. This, this one's a giant snake. Nessie is a dinosaur. 
Anyway, I'm not, I haven't even gotten into Our entire into, pod- podcast is about getting yeah. weird about it. That's what we do here. I haven't even told you guys the folktale yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just. I have a lot to say. <laughs> I did a lot of research. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Anyway, so basically, there was this woman who gave a gold ring to her adult daughter, and her daughter was like, oh, cool, I've got some gold. I want to know how to, like, you know, basically make this gold turn me a profit. And so the woman, so the mom was like, okay, so you put, you take this gold and you put, put it underneath a serpent in a chest and then you just leave the chest hanging out. And I don't know why she told her daughter to do this. It is not explained. She just told her to do it. And then, so the girl did it. And then a few days later, she checked on it. And it turns out that the snake was now growing so large it was almost bursting out of the box. And so she was like, oh shit. And she took the, the snake and the gold and she went and she dumped it in the lake where it continued to grow and started eating people and spitting poison on them because it has poison. And then some, they got some two Finnish guys to go kill it and to go get the gold back. Because I think the gold had actually been, you know, there, it, it's been multiplying. Now there's a lot of gold. So they want the gold and they want the thing to die. And so then they come back and they're like... So we didn't kill it. We tied it to the bottom of the lake so it can't hurt people anymore. But we realized that not only is it super big and strong, but um, if we kill it, there's an even bigger one underneath the gold. And if we kill this one, the other one's going to come out. So we can't so kill it. So it. Is, is, is it implied that the bigger one was there first and then the gold-making one? Was there on top of it? They do not clarify. We just got to assume. I'm thinking it's it, just brought a friend. Okay. It, there's two of them. That was the twist. There was two. Um, okay. Also, it also mentions like that it can heal itself. So it's also just very hard to kill in general because it's immortal and it can heal itself. And also, if you kill it, it's not even worth it because there's another one and it's stronger. But it's brought its it's brought its friend. Hmm. So that's the myth. It brought its mom yeah. to the fight with it. Yeah. That actually loses well, some points its... in my book, but anyway. It's not its mom. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's its friend. Maybe it's his fuck buddy. I don't know what he is. But he's there, and he's waiting. Yeah, it's not shaming. <laughs> brought yeah. its boyfriend with him. Anyway, so if you see, apparently, you know, they claim that they tied it down up. there, but... Considering people have seen it hanging out on the shore, I think they were making that shit up, and it's still waiting or, to hurt you. But anytime you see it, that means that probably the crops are going to fail, or some other horrible thing is going to happen. Yeah. Alternatively, I can't imagine it's easy to effectively tie a snake down anywhere on account of it's just yeah. a long tube. Yeah, well, they claim so- they tied it on its head and its tail to the bottom of the lake. And they're like, now it can't hurt anyone. I have my doubts. We promise. And yeah. we didn't get any gold, and we're leaving Brooke, now. I need you. And they left, and they never spoke to I need you again. to try tying your snake to something and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Like, anyway, it was clearly ineffective, considering I was about to list all the sightings. It's been seen. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm listening. <laughs> it's not tied down. <laughs> So apparently it was seen by the head of the Icelandic National Forest Service in 1963, in 1998 okay. by a teacher and students, and in 1983 some contractors were like 
doing some stuff in the lake and they were trying to like me- do some depth measuring and their depth measuring equipment came back damaged and they're like we think the snake thing ate it and <laughs> then in 2012 there was this big thing that happened because some guy published like came out with like a video and it, it like got on all the icelandic news that's claiming like i've gotten a video of the lager float worm and it i watched it it looks it looks very fake I do not believe it's real, but a lot Those of people were like, fake. this is definitely yeah. confirmation. Um, so, because like, even though this Finnish researcher said it's an optical illusion, it, it looks like it's a fishing net covered in ice. They had like an actual like Icelandic panel, which I'm pretty sure was the gov, like the Icelandic oh government voted seven to six to authenticate the video and say <laughs> it's real. And then they gave the the former who filmed it um, five hundred thousand Icelandic krona, which is about thirty nine hundred dollars, as a reward for confirming it exists. So, in other words, if you want to make oh. a quick buck, hop over to Iceland and find yourself a cryptid. Well, no, it's been confirmed now. So well, you they were find like a new cryptid. Uh, all of the everyone else, like on the news, were like, "You've clearly done this so that the crypto tourists will come in and try to find it." This is a stunt. And they were like, how dare you? We believe you. <laughs> Alternatively, like, the panel that authenticated it probably also did so to get them tourists. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. They did. They, they were the okay. ones that did that. They were the ones who were tra- they, yeah. they're attached to the government. There's like, Iceland loves tourism because it's, it's like, you know, it's their industry. Um, but right. also, like, they were also, like, they, I, I was looking at, like, interviews with the pe- people on the panel, they're like, well, we couldn't say it's real, but we couldn't really say that it's not real, we just feel like it could be real, so we're gonna say it is, and give this farmer a I lot love of money. the, like, difference, and, like, Nessie, like, you had, like, scientists, and cryptzoologists, and all these people confirm many, many times after many, many attempts, like, no, there's no way this is possible, but in Iceland, you get some, like, guy with a video and they're like the government themselves will stamp a seal of approval on it look they're not saying that it's that it's absolutely real they're saying that it could be a thing and also they believe in the paranormal because i'm about to get into the explanations oh oh boy because like so there's like a lot there's a lot that could be going on and so there's like you know even like in the very first like account of the folktale they're like it might just be some foam on the top of the water. And then they moved on. And then there's the frozen net that probably the video was. There's like flotsam, like just hanging out in the water that people could think it Catherine, was. Catherine, you're gonna get and married also- to sea foam? <laughs> no, she's getting married to oh, Nessie, sorry. not this sorry. one. Are you even yeah, listening? Yeah, this guy's my side my side piece. God, okay, fuck anyway. Your fuck buddy is sea foam. Catherine, can we talk about your standards? Look, I haven't even... I mean, to be fair, so is Aphrodite. Look, I'm talking here. There's other explanations. There's a lot. I'm not going to let you live this one down, though. This is pretty damning. Um, There's also, like, methane gas that's, like, you know, rising from the bottom of the lake. So that could either, like, make the flotsam go up, or it can also create optical illusions. And so there's this biologist, Helgi Helgrimson, and he says... According to him, in this interview, he said it could be all of those phenomena combined with the fact that this is an already existing traditional legend. But then he also says, 
I think there are three reasons, and I think the third one is also it's just there's paranormal stuff going on. Yes, I do believe oh, this God. thing exists. Something does. <laughs> it's just that people in Iceland are like, there is like a existing like belief in fairies, etc., and little people. So it's not like, it's like different from Nessie, where people are like, it's a cryptid. It's like, this is also like a creature that could be out there. And... I mean- I personally would love to believe that there's, you know, there's something, even though I don't believe because I don't believe in things, but what if there was? I don't believe and I wouldn't believe, but I'd like to believe, only I don't. Thank you for that very illuminating stance, Catherine. I just, I just really love the statement, I don't believe because I don't believe in things. I don't. Every time you guys on your, on your little show are like... Oh, maybe this was an alien. I'm like, no, it wasn't. Aliens don't oh exist. Anyway. Our little show. That was like so endearing and so condescending at the same time. I'm so conflicted. <laughs> it's like it's like a mom yeah. talking about her kids like play games. It's just that your your show it's so cute. I really love what you're doing here. Um, I'm really proud of you for all of your efforts. She says this, hey, and yet she had to come Catherine on. Has our podcast pinned yeah. up on the fridge. <laughs> she says all this, and yet she had to come on to clear the record because she was so passionate about Nessie. So I don't know what that says more about us or her. It says that I'm very proud of you, and I want to help you with what you're doing, and I want to contribute you so that when in the future. You are so famous. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> the real reason. Anyway. <sighs> so, um, okay. what what was I gonna? I had I had one more thing. I don't remember what I was gonna say. Catherine, you've done so much more research on this than I yeah. think we've ever done. I was on sitting anything. here with yeah, like because that's the other reason I'm on here because you people don't know how to do research or write papers. Apparently, listen, I'm sitting here with like. <laughs> Uh, post-it notes and duct tape holding mine together because there's no research for what I brought for mine. It's just like very bad YouTube videos. So like look, I had to enter so many things into Google Translate because all the sources were in Icelandic. I had to ask my boss how to pronounce things and he was like, I don't know. Also, what are you doing on work hours? And I said, can I leave early? I need to do a podcast. And he said, of course. I'll just close early. I want to go drink. And so. (laughs) And then we pushed off the recording. We did. But I did still leave early just because I felt like it. Even though I told my coworkers that's exactly what I was doing. An icon. So. You were like, oh, I'm so sorry. I have a podcast to do. They, no. I, look, there was this one girl my co-worker she was like can i just not come in on valentine's day i need to make a heart-shaped pizza for my girlfriend and he's like absolutely <laughs> i'm hearing that you've got the best yeah. boss in the world he is very good and he's very underpaid and he knows we're underpaid so he lets us do whatever God we damn. want Ugh. Love i love that. him very much <laughs> and um yeah now that i think that was that was it on the on the thing that was called the the logger flot worm that was i had to look it up i had to look up the name of it again so yeah i'm pretty sure i've forgotten some stuff but that's 
that's basically all I've got for you. He's perfect, and I love him. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I've learned a lot. Uh, I'm endeared to him a little bit. He's not Nessie, though. He is not Nessie. He is his own person, and I told you that. Catherine believes in originality, <laughs> Alyssa. Oh, yeah. No, basically, people think he might... That's what I forgot to mention. People think he might be based on, like, like kind of like a, like a weird, like, adapted version of, like, the Midgard serpent, etc., from Norse mythology combined with the dragon who hoards gold, like all of that stuff, and then just kind of turned into this. German Gander meets Nessie. So you, know, you ripped cultural off osmosis. Brooks German Gander, not you Nessie. Off two episodes. <laughs> wow. Exactly. I told you. That's what I told you was happening. But he wasn't even. It wasn't a rip off. It's an adaptation because they didn't do it, it on purpose. It wasn't a rip you know? off. It was an adaptation. Well, once you get back to thir- to the 14th century, it's a bit less of, like, you know, people's, like, cultural appropriation. It, that's not an appropriate word for it, but whatever. No, and more, but I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Okay, well. Fair enough. Alyssa, do you remember whose turn between I, the two of us I it is to go first? You? Okay, I, I can do that. How long did it take for... Smurf texting you who's first to, to fall apart. Uh, oh, I don't think she's oh, ever Oh, she might have it. texted me or she might have said, like, given me, but that was days ago and I don't feel like scrolling through text messages. What? <laughs> <laughs> last week, last week we used yeah. Megan instead because the, uh, Smurf didn't answer her phone immediately, so we automatically yeah. gave up on her. Yeah, I saw that happen. I just want, I want it to be, like, actually recorded in the episode so Smurf knows exactly how little... <laughs> You're actually participating, and she gets really, really frustrated. Well, in our defense, if she could just readjust her sleep and light, her sleep schedule and life so that she's available at the moment that we need to ask the question, that would be great. And it's not our fault that she hasn't done that for us. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, my God. Listen, it's noon on a Friday. She should be available is what I'm saying. Yet, do, is she at work right now? Yes. Is she allowed to answer these kind of ridiculous questions immediately as I send them <laughs> at work hours uh, at 12 o'clock on a Friday? No. Is that a, her problem? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but she's that's gonna on her. Me. She's going to hear this and she's just going to materialize in my house to kill me. That's one way to get your girlfriend to visit You're you so from smart. Japan. We should do this more often. <laughs> we should do this Every episode is just, how do we get Smurf mad at Alyssa? I exist as a how- Last time it was Jim My Leanne. entire existence is a how to frustrate Virgo core, and like, I'm really proud of the work that I do. You do Thank so you. much. Well, I just, I just really hope she kills you because you insulted my, my new friend. <laughs> uh... You are not giving him his fair shake, and I'm very offended on his behalf, and I hope that Smurf returns from Japan and stabs you in the throat. So Worth it. Wow. Yeah. Passionate. Um, that wasn't even with, said so, with passion, that's just facts. I know. It's <laughs> just facts. Catherine, you never say anything with passion, so we have to interpret from context yeah. if it is or not. I used a normal amount of passion. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is just too excitable, so... This is, like, deeply passionate for you. I'm taking this as, like, throes of passion, like, uh, would commit, uh, crime. Like, passionate. 
I got very attached to my my new boyfriend. My new boyfriend. So. Your new boyfriend who may or may not be gas and or seafoam. Both of those are very hot. Both of those are very hot. I'm just going to say, again, I have to point out, Aphrodite was okay, also Okay, the seafoam I can yeah. give you. So there's already a precedent. I was thinking about the sexy. little mermaid. She turns into seafoam and then her. she becomes the little voice of guilt in your head. And I thought that was a very weird way to end a story, but also... <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I was gonna say we I'm should we should my monster because otherwise yeah. we're never gonna get to it. We're already twenty five minutes. Good. <laughs> um. So, little disclaimer with with mine. Um. First of all, um, this is a. I I felt a little weird about covering a um creature from First Nation mythology uh, folklore. I guess more accurately. Um. Just because. It tends to get uh, very abused and misinterpreted and bastardized in everything ever, um, which obviously is not what we're trying to do here. Um, but also, with this one in particular, it's such a well-known monster that I did still feel like we should cover it eventually. So uh, what we're going to do is I'm still going to, you know, do the whole informational bit. Uh, but when it comes down to the debates, I'm actually going to sit it out with this one so as to avoid um, further bastardizing We don't want to contribute any further to colonialization that has already been done and running rampant. Colonialization. Colonialization. Okay. I don't know how to use words. I am about as intelligent it's well as, as a bag of rocks. I knew what I meant. I just don't <laughs> say things in an intelligent manner. I know what you meant. I just... <laughs> Catherine knew what you meant. She just needed to we correct you anyway. Because of compulsion. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. Thank you for correcting me. Um, so I am covering the Wendigo, um, which are very well known from everything from Pet Cemetery, apparently... It is based off the Wendigo. Uh, apparently, it's in fucking Teen oh, Wolf. Oh dear God, help point. us! I didn't know. Oh dear God, I'm really. Wasn't that? It? Wasn't it in Super? I feel like it was in Supernatural. It was. It was also the in Supernatural. one episode of Supernatural yeah. I saw. Apparently, even fucking Hannibal had a Wendigo they in had, it like, at one point. The really symbolism. bad ripoff one where it's like, look, we have this woodland creature with a skull and horns. We can call this a Wendigo, and it's like, please stop. Please stop. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Knock it off. You did no- You did less research about yeah. this than I did, but you yeah. put it on television. <laughs> and that's worse. So, um, those of you who don't know, Wendigos are mythological creatures from First Nation Algo- Algonquian. Algonquin, I think. Algonquin. Mm-hmm. Tribe folklore. Um, the Wendigo is described as either a monster with similar characteristics to a human, or as an evil spirit that possesses human beings in order to ma- turn them monstrous. So it's kind of depending on um, which tribe's uh, folklore you're following. Um, I'll also say that the evil spirit one, there's like a whole thing with like wendigo psychology or whatever it's called um super controversial kind of bad vibes i'm not touching it 
very bad vibes. Um, <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah, but it's really not great. Um, but I, I wanted to acknowledge that it's a thing and also say we're not going to get into it on this. Um, so humans influenced i'm going back into the folklore now within the folklore um humans influenced by a wendigo are said to be driven to commit murder cannibalism and just become very very greedy um between different algonquin speaking tribes descriptions of wendigos change a bit um but their nature as a cannibalistic supernatural being pretty much stays the same um, they were strongly linked to wintertime, coldness, up north, famine, and starvation. Again, probably because of um, the, the, um, how Wendigos come into existence within the mythology. Um, like I said, physical descriptions change a bit. But the general idea of what a Wendigo looks like um, depicts them as gaunt to the point of being, like, skeletal. Like, you can see their bones clearly through the skin, uh, with ash-gray skin and eyes that are set deep in the sockets. Um, the lips are, like, mostly gone, but what is left is, like, bloody and cut up and all, you know, gross-looking. And they give off a smell of decomposition and death. So, um, I've in a few places I saw it described that basically a Wendigo looks kind of like if you were to dig up a corpse before it has time to really start decomposing. That's you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're not a pleasant creature, yeah. <laughs> is the thing. Um... So, uh, some tribes also have lore that depicts them as giants, growing proportionately larger with every human that they eat, so that they can never relieve their hunger. So instead of, like, them eating and it goes into their stomach, instead it just makes their whole body bigger with their stomach staying empty. Which is why they are so greedy and constantly hunting down a new uh, person to kill and eat. Because no matter how much they eat, there's no satisfaction to come from it. Um, some origins of how, because I mentioned this earlier, um, in some stories, humans become Wendigos. Um, and that is usually uh, by either being overcome by greed, which is kind of used as a warning. You know, don't become too greedy, don't you know, take things from others, whatever, you you run the risk of becoming a Wendigo. Um, resorting to cannibalism for survival. Again, don't do it. You'll become a Wendigo. <laughs> but also just don't. <laughs> for, for obvious reasons. Um, or uh, just being in, conta in contact with a Wendigo for too long. So, like, if you stumble upon a Wendigo... And I don't know, try and be friends with it. I don't know if you could. You just look at even, it even and then you're, you're gone. You're either eaten right, or you're like a if you're now. Right. So I will say like of like the vampiric cannibalistic monsters, 
this is the first one I've seen that's, like, actually contagious. Like, the other ones, like, even with vampires, a specific thing has to happen for you to become a vampire. With Wendigos, if you hang out in the presence of a Wendigo, you might also now be a Wendigo. Like, the flu virus or something. Um, (laughs) so, if you run into one, you're fucked either way. Great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Um... Like I said, the stories change a lot between the different ones, um, but that, those are kind of the core details. A few things that seem to be used a lot in pop culture that's less accurate. Um, for example, you were saying earlier, like the woodland monster with the horns. Not yeah. not a Wendigo. Um, Wendigos look very much humanoid, just very dead. Um, any kind of adjustment along those lines. A lot of the time, they like to be depict. They like to. White people like to depict them as like these crazy, spooky demons instead of what they are, which is crazy, spooky corpses. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that's most of what I've got in order, like, there there are more details, but, um, for example, a lot of the time they're used kind of as, like, a warning, you know, about what not to do. There is, um, ceremonies that could be performed during times of, like, famine or, you know, in the dead of winter when you're running low on food to, like, further remind people of the danger of Wendigos, um... But I don't think that particular ceremony has been done in a while, from what I could read. Um, and that's what I got for y'all. Now, Alyssa, it's your turn to bring this podcast oh, back I'm to Oh, I'm so Hornet. glad. I was like, I have something to really lighten the mood after our serious <laughs> conversations. So. Oh, no. Now I'm afraid. I want okay. to be. I know we save sources to the end, but I think the best way I can describe what I'm bringing is to really, like, be level with you right here and now about what I'm working with. I have I'm a so page afraid. on cryptids with a Z, wiki. <laughs> I have. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like the knockoff version of the one I use. I usually. have two uh, journal articles written, like, anywhere from five years to go uh, to a few years ago. And a handful of videos on YouTube. And those are my sources for this week. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. First of all, where in the world did you even find this thing if these are the sources uh, you're working with? Honestly, I found it with the cryptids with a Z wiki because I was just looking. <laughs> I was just looking for weird cryptids. I was like, what's the craziest thing I can find this week? I need something to reflect the state of like. The kind of week I've had, and I was like, "This is perfect. This, this is where it's at." Oh my god! So yeah, uh, in case you were worrying, wondering about the validity of what I have for us this week, I feel like that paints a very clear picture of just what I'm about to bring yeah. us into. It's valid because you feel valid. <laughs> Alyssa. I don't even know if I feel valid with this one, to be honest. Like even this, I'm like. You have to believe in yourself. I believe in you. Whatever this thing is, it's already giving off squonk (laughs) vibes. In in some ways, this is better than the squonk. In some ways, this is worse. 
no. So this what I have for how could oh, it be you'll worse? Just wait. Just wait. How just in the world? Wait. <laughs> All right. So I don't know how many people have heard of this because uh, I think it was first discovered in the '90s. But I have for us the Fresno Nightcrawler. Oh, yeah. I've heard uh, of this. Do you one. know? Do you? That sounds like a serial killer <laughs> that hasn't yet been caught. No, I. I think I, I saw something about this one actually. Then I skipped it because yeah. there wasn't enough information on the Wikipedia page. This is one of those I feel like people may like might have seen, and by seen I mean like seen drawn on the internet with a name and don't really know a lot about. Which, to be fair, there's not a lot of work, not a lot to work with. So, um, the California Fresno Nightcrawlers are described as very long, stilt-like white legs. Sorry. I'm I'm sorry, just really quick, I just realized mm-hmm. where I know this from. This is the monster on that butch to femme scale. Exactly! That's right on Butch. This oh, is the good. Butch monster. Exactly! That's what oh. it was! Yes! Yeah. My god, do you know? Okay, so here's the thing. The butch to, the, 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 the butch femme scale. I'm still trying to figure out what the what thing was in the middle, and it was my goal to, to find it and then, like, use that one here uh-huh. today. I could not, because I don't understand, I don't know how to search for strange unidentifiable blob and i want to if find you, out so someone if someone that, can find me the trade again in. i'll no, try and find this. it the one that's like an upside down white v no hang on it's i i have access to this this photo at all times it'll take me two seconds <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's just Doing the lord's word it's just it's it's very important i'm so happy me. i brought a foot this makes me so much more endeared to the fresno nightcrawler I don't know why, I guess, we're determining Futch, so I'm going to call them she now. I'm uh, binarily assigning gender. Look, some of them are he, him, lesbians, and that's valid. Bigfoot, right there. Stone Butch. He, him, lesbian. Good. Here for it. There's Nessie, my beautiful girl. (laughs) Right there in femme, because she is very classy. The one at the center of the scale is the thing that Alyssa is covering. Oh, it is? Catherine. I thought you said it was the butch one. Oh, my goodness. No, it's the foot one. Oh, my this God. This is it. Alyssa. You're learning about it today. <laughs> Alyssa, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. You're Thank so you. welcome. This has been, like, a very difficult time for me trying to figure it out because I identified all the other ones. <laughs> well, now I've identified it for you. I hope I hope you're ready. All right. I am. So the Fresno Nightcrawlers are suggested to be around 1.5 meters uh tall i don't know the inches or feet translation i'm sorry i didn't look that up this week um with most of their height being made up entirely of legs uh their upper body is small so much so that it's believed that they have no arms and it's just like a tiny little white blob of a head uh (laughs) so it's literally just legs for days and then like a blob head like just this tiny little like round head to top it off with no other features um it's very it's got thin stilt like legs with supposedly some kind of webbing connected from each knee to its quote unquote torso but okay so it does not torso look like the foot scale version at all um no the foot I'm very scale disappointed version is yeah. in the foot scale depiction this is the first time it has betrayed me 
Well, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different depictions because most of the footage, most of the sightings are YouTube videos, and a lot of the YouTube videos are very grainy and far away. So people have taken a lot of liberties in terms of what they depict the Fresno Nightcrawler as. Yeah, because I'm actually pretty sure the image used on the footage scale, which, by the way, I am going to post on our Twitter later so that you guys can see what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> um, the I'm pretty sure the image used for the footage scale is pretty much lifted from one of those videos. Probably. Which is why it's like a weird, grainy, black and white lump. As I say, I don't remember this what the scale picture is at all. Oh, hold oh, up! Go ahead. I can send it to you. <laughs> let me let me take a look at this. <laughs> Why did I was you like? Say I just so? assumed we were being. I I was just assuming that everyone else also could bring it up at any opportunity. Yeah, honestly, same. Because that's what I do. I have it saved on my computer under important. I am not joking. <laughs> that's what it's under. Is that um, the Fresno? So... Oh yeah, I guess that's the Fresno Nightcrawler. It's absolutely the Fresno Light Nightcrawler. It's just a weird yeah. looking version of it. I want to know what's in the seven between the jackalope and the mothman um, on the top. Oh my gosh, I was actually looking at this one. I forgot the name of what this one was. Yeah, I'll cover him another time. It had a name. I was looking at it yesterday. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't It wasn't that interesting. That's so I stopped. That's fair. But, okay. It was like, oh my god, where was it? It might have been... It was like... It's like some Amer- um, something in the U.S. And it was like... Hmm. Huh. And actually, I, I was I was going to describe what I read, but I realized I forgot because I read lots of stuff. <laughs> That's okay. So. It's okay. I'll pull it up another time. I just remember thinking, not not hot, That's and fair. I moved on. Okay. So back to the Fresno Nightcrawler. Uh, it walks pretty weird with like backwards bending knees, and uh, it's quoted to have stilt like feet. Again, a lot of these are hard to tell. Uh, because the video quality is not great, but they did do a lot of experiments because I will say I watched the one that's considered to be like that everyone looks at the original footage, uh, which by the way, the original submitter of the footage remains anonymous and wishes not to be identified for no discernible reason. So like whoever had, (laughs) whoever has the original footage, we don't know who they are. Uh, they don't claim it and they don't want anything to do with it. So... A coward is what I'm hearing. <laughs> the feds got him. Probably. There's actually another one that came from Yosemite National Park uh, because there was like some vandalism in the area and the like park guards were hoping to catch the teenagers that did it and they found it again. So it has also been sighted in Yosemite. Um, yeah, you know. I was going to say, it's been... If you really want to talk getting around, someone in Poland said they found it, but there was no video or other evidence, so I think it's just somebody in Poland is a fan of the Fresno Nightcrawler. And you know what? I respect that. I'm going to go ahead and say it's it. those long legs. They can walk very I was going to say, it's far. got some great legs. Uh, they usually seem to travel in pairs, too, because there's one, like, I think in the original video, there's a distant one behind it and also in the Yosemite one, so it's like, friends, go together. <laughs> They're on a date. <laughs> Um, as far as, again, validity, I'm going to use this in, like, the most scathing tone I can. Um, they were actually on an episode of Sci-Fi's Fact or Faked Paranormal Files, and the team investigating it could not explain it. Like, apparently they did some tests with, like, children with capes, because that's what I thought it was. It looks like 
some kid or, like, some person with some kind of, like, sleeping bag or something tied around them just moving weird. But they've apparently people that have looked into it. a late night stroll. Yeah, just the movement of it is very strange. Like, people are more convinced that it's just someone puppeteering a pair of pants (laughs) 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 on a string or something. The Sisterhood of the Traveling (laughs) Pants. We figured it out. Someone call up sci-fi. Oh, this is great. Oh, man. Um, I'm laughing, but that's how some people, like, there's this one famous Fresno Nightcrawler video in, like, an alley or something. Uh, It's, like, YouTuber Captain Disillusion or something. That is a fake. Uh, He used digital manipulation uh, to remove half of his body, and then just, like, it's a pair of pants walking. (laughs) So that is... A genuinely a thing people do. Right. I want to make yeah, it. Yeah, right? I'm going to make a video. Make a little hoax. And it'll be like, we found it <laughs> in New here Jersey. Here it is. Um, it's here now. And the Jersey Devil has eaten it. <laughs> and it's gone. I will say that's potentially credible because people have tried to, because there's no explanation for whatever the hell is on this video. Uh, or at least people that have studied it cannot determine what is going on. So, our list of possible explanations presented are pants or a puppet on a wire, a misidentified gazelle standing upright. What? A gazelle? (laughs) That is what people have determined. They let gazelles into Yosemite? Where, you know, they need to, like, preserve the natural habitat. I would like to know why we're jumping to gazelles instead of the North American version, a deer. Deer. A a deer. I guess gazelles are thinner. I don't, like, gotta have the right A really hungry deer. Yeah. Other explanations include a new species of animal, possibly a primate with very short arms, uh, which I will say there's a difference between having short arms and no arms. Yes. Uh, a new type of animal entirely, possibly mammal, they're not sure, or an alien or extraterrestrial being. They always say that when they're don't when they don't when they know, don't know what's going on, they're always like alien question mark. It's a cop out. <laughs> um, another mean, say, aspect there are some where I'm like, yeah, alien makes sense. Um, like the Flatwood monster. I think Alien makes sense because it was seen with a spaceship. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because it's, you know, that's part of its story. But when you're like, here we saw a thing. We don't know what the thing is. So since we couldn't identify it, us, you know, amateur YouTube people, we have decided that now it must be aliens. It's like, that's a very big jump. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't we move on to maybe pants that fell off a clothesline? (laughs) Before we go to aliens? <laughs> no, no, it's aliens. Again, I just, I, I, I gotta, I'll have us post the, some of the videos on our, our Twitter too, but it, it's strange. But again, alien is not the first thing that came, comes to my mind upon seeing it. And as someone who believes in aliens, you would think that's where I would go. But no, I, I'm willing to bet there are other explanations here. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't want to say relatively new cryptid, uh, but because its first sighting was in 2010 and the last time it was reported cited as was in like 2017. So 
That's yeah, it's new. recent. It's it's not like your ye olden cryptids of like I was gonna say the nineteen sixties, but that's really not that old either, huh? That's not very <laughs> My beautiful boy from thirteen forty five. Yes. Or like ancient cultures. I feel like that's maybe a little bit older. Uh, one thing I do feel important to clarify, uh, or at least touch on, though, is a lot of people examining this myth have transcribed it to, oh, it's from folklore or has origins in uh, first persons and in indigenous cultures. And I really don't think it does. I th- really think this is an instance of, like, white people trying to mystify things they can't explain and going, oh, it was it was First Nations, you know, it's, it's in their mythology, it as far as I could tell, no, it really, it really isn't. Like, there's nothing to connect it there or identify it other than, again, some people being really, really bad at identifying what constitutes as a Wendigo. Uh, so everyone saying, oh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, native culture. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> Just go back to calling it an alien. You have more fun there. You can't See, the just... alien is alien is dumb but fun. Exactly. Right. It's, it's harmless. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or if you want to be really fun and funky, call it a gazelle. Like, <laughs> I cannot get over this. There's a gazelle <laughs> loose in your seventy that is only ever viewed from the front. <laughs> Is it Yosemite or Yellowstone that has the bison? Or I don't it know. It could be a, just a really hungry bison. Like, you know, like those giant 10,000, like 2,000 pound creatures that got really hungry and now it looks like a pair of pants. That's yep. my theory. That's a solid theory. <laughs> An undying bison. <laughs> I'm here for our immortal bison friends. I don't actually know how long bison live. They feel like they could live for a while. Yeah, Again, it was only... 2010 to yep. 2017, seven-year-old bison. Now it's died. You're never going to yep. see it again. Or even oh if it's God. still alive running out there, like, <laughs> 10 years is not crazy. Catherine, be alive you now. write this I mean, book, you have to send it to me. I would absolutely, I would dedicate it to you. Oh you. I'd be like, thank you on this podcast. This is where I had my revelation <laughs> from our Lord and Savior, Yellowstone National Park. It's it was a, it was Yosemite, but my revelation came from Yellowstone, <laughs> and I am your god now. And I am your god now. But yeah, the, it would be starting a cult. I am not surprised by this cult. at all. I assume everything you do is to low key start a cult. Yeah, I mean, high key start a cult. Catherine's it's not my income plan. I, look, I have to I have to graduate in like three months. I do not have any job prospects. I'm going to leave my beautiful job where my boss is actually considers me a human being and have to like go find something where I'm a servant of capitalism. Oof. And I feel like maybe just getting another form of income where people just give me their money is just better. Yeah. Honestly, Catherine, I should just start a you would be scheme. so good. I was literally going to suggest start. No, but like I feel like Catherine should start a pyramid scheme because people are more easily suckered into that than cults. I feel like. Okay, so unrelated, I have a business problem. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Hold on, I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb. <laughs> so when I come back to you in three days and you've forgotten this conversation, yeah, yeah I mean, then we'll be down, you can suffer but me in. <laughs> you have to wait a minute. Yeah. Anyway, what's this hypothetical business proposition? 
Well, I was just thinking that I will have bought a lot of stuff. I was thinking they would be like something like very useful, <laughs> like boxes to hold your phone instead of you just holding your phone. <laughs> and then you would buy some stuff uh-huh. for me. And then you would sell it, and then, but the money would go right, it would go back to me eventually. And so then you would go and you'd recruit other people to buy stuff from you. It's a new thing that I've thought of on my own, and I feel like you you know, if you start early enough into a pyramid scheme, you can be high enough on the ladder, I feel like, that like you're still getting all the money, but like I could at least make a decent killing if I like start early enough into this. So like maybe we can have a conversation about this, Catherine. Yeah, probably not when we're literally being <laughs> used to <laughs> point out <laughs> that this is, that, like, it, a lot of the time it's tough to take down pyramid schemes because you have to prove that it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> this one will be very easy because um, we'll walk into court and they'll be like, and now we're going to play an excerpt from the podcast Mythids, episode 10. <laughs> Well, we didn't say it was a period the episode because once you join my not a pyramid scheme, Brooke, you will be an accomplice. <laughs> I feel like this could just be named Triangles, like Triangle Company. <laughs> oh my God, no, guys! I'm doing my project on for for school on the Triangle <laughs> Company. <laughs> Oh, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, it was I could terrible. tell you about my capstone. It was, it was a horrible what? thing that happened, but, like, it's a one of my favorite terrible things that have happened. Does that make sense? Well, you can read the paper. I'm right. I can tell you about this paper, but I would say don't delete this from the episode because it say. will not interest people. <laughs> We've gotten but way off topic. We have. We have, but basically, I am writing it on, like, two... I, I don't know if you know about this because you you care about this fire apparently. But two years beforehand, there was a called the 1909. It was called the Uprising of the 20,000. It was a strike yes. of the women's garment workers in New York, mm-hmm. and they wanted labor rights, etc. And it was like like basically it was like the biggest women's strike, at least in New York ever. And they got a lot of concessions. They were like, please don't lock us in. Please give us like reasonable hours and they made these deals with people and a lot of the companies actually it was like successful for a lot of companies but the triangle fire triangle company was it was not one of the ones that gave concessions and a lot of the stuff that they you know asked for if they had had it they probably wouldn't have would all have died saved in a fire. the whole fire yeah such anyway so i'm like comparing the newspaper coverage of the strike and after the fire and seeing why the fire actually resulted in like laws and reform yeah instead of that's super interesting send me that well, I when mean, you're done once it gets it. finished, yeah. when it's a mediocre paper, I have a lot of articles. That's what I was supposed to be doing today. I'm supposed to be, like, writing up all my primary sources and sending it to my professor, but he said it was due at any time on Friday. So oh, yeah. so that's until 11.59 p.m. is still Friday. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still need to find <laughs> I'm not, I'm very behind. But anyway, that's my project. Love that. I... I'm not actually that interested in it because there's like only so much you can just say that hasn't yeah. been said already. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to write a paper. Anyway, back on it, to but... the oh, yeah. Fresno. Yeah, in an Fresno effort to get us back on topic, uh, that's more or less all I had about the Nightcrawler. But I feel like this would be a good segue into uh, not Nessie the Snake versus uh, 
the Fresno Nightcrawler in both combat and date ability. Okay, I am so gonna combat say right now. <laughs> I'm gonna say right here, right now, you, Alyssa, you, you do have to say the Fresno Nightcrawler because a minute ago you called it just the Nightcrawler, and that makes me think of the X Men, and he can fuck. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll call him your Fresno buddy. Yeah, that's fine. The Fresno just, buddy and not Nessie are going head yeah. to head. Uh, um, Fresno Nightcrawler gets yeah. absolutely annihilated. In terms of combat, yeah. just absolutely In destroyed. terms of everything, Alyssa. I, I had all of these notes. I'm like, how to defend why mine would win in a fight. And, and then, I'm just going to say them because up. I... <laughs> There's one monster that we're disqualifying. I'm tempted to debate the combat for the Wendigo. I don't know if that's stepping across the line. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you if it if it would be. I mean, see, the Wendigo could could put up a fight. I think. I mean, I the thing is, it's like I don't know what the Wendigo's like. So you know, because it's kind of like it's all about like it's 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 interactions with like humans. Right. So is this um, one? one core thing that I think makes the Wendigo very good in a fight, probably, is how in some folklore, as it eats, it gets bigger and bigger. So if it mm-hmm. were say fighting a giant snake <laughs> its combat That's would true. be to attempt to eat it but the more it ate the bigger it would get so actually at the end of the fight it would just be the most unkillable beast in the world <laughs> possibly yes that is that is a possibility i will give yours i will give i will give the wendigo that it's more like it's like with this one is it like I know mine it, it like it heals itself. So it's like would you would it would the Wendigo even be able to like really get its teeth in, you know? I'm not really sure. I'm also not sure. Like cuz I think part of the issue is both of these, well, the Wendigo especially again doesn't have a ton of like myths about just it. It exists more as like a warning, you know? Yeah. Which is something that a lot of, it's a purpose that a lot of myths serve as like a moral warning of, hey, watch out for this or this will happen. But it does make him hard to debate in a combat scenario. Yeah. The other thing is that mine can spit poison. Which is metal. Very deadly poison. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. That's the thing. It's like how, what, what would happen to the Wendigo if it, if it, if it got poisoned? We don't actually know. Yeah, I have. Because we don't know I have no knowledge of if Wendigos are killable. Yeah, so if, like, you know, you spit poison at the Wendigo before it can eat, and then it dies. That, that's the thing. You can't, we can't really speculate so much about the Wendigo. I would say we're going to leave that one as a draw, but also the Wendigo is not fighting. Because <laughs> can, we can't date the Wendigo, so we, we can't have the yeah, complete it can't be in the pole regardless. 360. Yeah. yeah. However, we are going to say it's, it's over there. It, it and, and my buddy are going to... Fucking kill the Fresno Nightcrawler. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> My weird team up on the Fresno Nightcrawler. And then draw and it's just Look, the Fresno Nightcrawler has a friend. I mean, so does mine. Mine has a friend, but the friend is down at the bottom yeah. waiting just in case. It's like this. It's like the second it's in like the, the backup plan. Um, it's the boss fight. Yeah, well, it's... Yeah, it's like, you know, you kill it. You're like, thank God I finally killed this thing. I've been poisoned. I'm like, you know... You know, I'm half drowned because you're trying to fight in the water, probably. But you know, it's like, thank God. And now I've got all this fucking gold. <laughs> but next thing you know, Surprise, right underneath bitch. the gold is another one. And it's bigger <laughs> and stronger. 
I will say oh, I want to try and have at least one thing for combat for the Fresno Nightcrawler, and that's that Futches are inherently powerful. Futches are powerful. That's my that's only true. argument, but I want it to be made. Yeah. That, I, I will acknowledge Thank that you. one. That's a valid um, yeah. However, mine is is very is very much um, a, a femme. And that's, true. that's also very powerful. So the issue is so right. All versions of lesbians are powerful. <laughs> oh God. It's oh true. That's so real. So anywhere you put it on the scale, it will gain power. It's so true. That's true. It's just the foot is like it's so like it's it, it like it is its power is in confusion. Which is of course very unique and beautiful, but um it, it still it, it, that's its a, that's its only point in its favor, and it is gone. The powers in not ascribing to your shitty uh, ascribed binaries. Yeah. yeah, its its dead body is stuffed in the back of a Buick, and it's driving off the side of the pier, oh and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for that. All right, so dateability, which is the more fun part. I yes. will say I'm very excited. Do you want to go first for that or do you want uh, me to go first? I will go first. I will say uh, okay. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Uh, so, you know, you got some great, like, drama ahead of you for better or worse. Uh, has a friend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, you also have a friend. Yeah. So does mine, though. Mine also has sexy, a friend. Sexy, sexy legs. Some great <laughs> legs. Absolutely fantastic legs. Um relatively close to people size you know you don't have to worry about a giant size difference which i guess some people prefer sorry not throwing shade at anyone who will listen to this um i'm being mean to sarah tully but also just really quickly <laughs> a point that i just realized this is a debate between all legs versus no legs yeah that's what you can argue that the snake here. is just one long sexy leg. No, no, you can't. No, you <laughs> cannot. Either way, just for that, I've changed my mind. I'm on the Fresno Nightcrawler nice. side. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't argue. I'm not necessarily arguing. I have other better arguments. Mm-hmm. So, because mine has a lot going for him. I'm just okay. saying, mine likes to travel, gets around, has some sexy legs. Uh you know, is closer to somebody you can walk around and be seen with and may or may not be, like, a fun prank you can play on, like, your neighbors at night. Like, hey, babe, want to, like, pretend to be a pair of inanimate pants? Like, that's fun. <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> that, is, that is fun, but we're not here for... I'm not here this for just in Catherine fun. doesn't want, want fun in her relationships, noted. We no, already I knew want that. fun, that's not but news. I don't want that... All that's look the Fresno <laughs> Nightcrawler. Kind of, he's just he's just some some fun you have before you move on to the hey, real. Hey, she's a footch and she will be respected as such. What I want to know, Alyssa, <sighs> she is. I respect her, but she's also you know playing pranks, hanging out with the friends, hanging out with your buddy. It's it's okay. Wow, it's fine. Alyssa, I just but know. I'm just I'm just saying that um I want to I want a little more. Catherine um, wants to be railed to death by... <laughs> I do want to be railed to death, but... And I don't think the footch... I don't think... I was just calling it the footch. The Fresno <laughs> Nightcrawler <laughs> is capable of railing me to death. <laughs> it's just that she seems a little twinky for wow. my taste. Um, with those skinny wow. little legs. Legs for days. And I could definitely days. enjoy them for maybe a, couple, a few weeks. It's just that eventually... You know, 
snap a twinkie little back and you gotta move on oh that's not true at all what i just want to know is Alyssa, what is your hang up where you're interested in fucking monsters, but only realistically. You want to know? Like, why do you have that <laughs> line that you constantly... I know, but every time you're coming in here with the debate of, yeah, but think it's of how much easier it would be to date at some point like, to try and work out with here monsters, dating monsters outside of what I would normally... How easy and realistic it is has <laughs> nothing to do with it. Because it's not mine. I'm not going to be horny for someone else's monster. I fell into that trap last week. We're not what doing it again. There's a section in your podcast for horniness. Yeah, I was going to say, what the fuck? It. At the wrong point. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway. I'm going to tell you mine. Okay. I have. Okay. So, the first thing is location. While the... The Fresno Nightcrawler, it definitely gets around to various places. None of them are Iceland, the most romantic Daylight savings time. Sorry, Kinda I'm going to need more it's context. It's daylight. Northern Lights, and he, and he lives there in a beautiful lake. Yeah, but the yeah, but you don't want to have to sit next to a lamp to get allotted sunlight every day because your body is like, oh no, I only have like two hours of sunlight. That's garbage. People told me to do that, and I live in New Jersey. I have to sit near a lamp anyway. <laughs> I don't, because that's too much time, but they, they told me it yeah, would be a good idea. it's not, like, mandated. Like, it might be a good idea, but it's not like, oh, I no, we don't argue that sun. it's never mandated. It's just sometimes a good idea. Look, you might get depressed from the lack of sunlight, but you've got your, your beautiful boyfriend to fuck Who that. Who might or might not be literal methane gas. Like... I don't like gassy men. I'm sorry. It, look, you're claiming, look, we're talking about the monster and you're talking about the skeptic's mm-hmm. point of view mm-hmm. of the monster. Oh, I'm sorry, Catherine. Who am I talking to right now? Who am I talking sorry, to? Sorry, again, Alyssa, double standards. <laughs> if the octopus debate didn't count for last week, the gas debate doesn't count for this one. Get fucked. Fuck you. You're just <sighs> bitter. Anyway. That was only the first one. So I, I have to move on. <laughs> and you, I'm ignoring what you're saying because it makes no I, sense. I got it. I got it. I don't like your argument, so I'm going to ignore it. I'm ignoring it because it doesn't count because you're not talking about my boy. You're talking about what people who are not accepting my boy claim he might be. Catherine, you Talk literally about Catherine, I'm not sorry. around Point. him. To say that you don't believe in anything, and you're going to sit here. I don't believe in anything, but I feel love and affection for my boy. And you're going to stop calling him nothing, Cass. I will not. (laughs) Anyway, the second point, he's rich. (laughs) That's a very good point. He has all of this gold. And while he might not want some random Finnish guys to go get your gold get his gold he will probably let his let his beautiful girlfriend yeah but he's gotta work it out with the other one like how much of the gold is his how much of him is actually gold if you spend the other one's underneath the the other one's underneath the other one's like trapped under the gold i'm pretty sure he doesn't have a say and even if he does negotiating is a thing i don't need all of the gold i'm a materialistic person but I don't necessarily need to be super rich. I just want also, some gold. How are you going to get think it? That we can very easily You're gonna work something out. You have to go scuba diving out. so many times. This thing doesn't have arms. How is it going to get the gold? It's going to like eat him. I will say it, this: it has it poisonous. Has teeth. Also, Catherine, it has poison. 
Oh, do you want your gold? It spits poison yeah. at you. It doesn't necessarily have to spit the poison I'm just saying you run the risk you. of it yeah, spitting poison, poison if it's spitting the gold right. out. That's not... You can just say, put the poison down. You can just say, put, put, the poison. Poison. put the gold down next to me and, and, and don't hand it directly mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. I don't... I think that you, you're doing is you're not willing to try hard enough. In, when dating your beautiful monster and Alyssa are therefore limiting yourself in your relationships. And so you're saying we need to have a logical, like, you know, easy relationship dating a pair of pants. <laughs> Is and, it and, not know, enough that I right don't size. want unnecessary drama in my relationship because the government may or may not want to experiment on my boyfriend slash girlfriend? added spice uh-huh. to the relationship. Uh-huh. Also... Also, my beautiful boyfriend is an evil omen who warns people of family. Yeah, exactly. That's what I wrote down. It said it is good. But like if you see it every time, is it then an omen? Because every time you see it, it warns of famine. So every time you go on a date, are you now creating an inherent famine? Okay, specifically what it warns of is, like, crop failure. Oh, so the people are just going to starve to death in Iceland, which you now live in if you want to date this thing. The, pe- the people are going to starve to death, but not me. Didn't I just establish that I would be rich? Yeah, but it doesn't matter God, if there's Alyssa. no crops for no food, Catherine. It- hey, Alyssa. It's convenient- the 21st yeah. century. I can just I can import just it. Import. You personally. I was say, Alyssa. The gold's going to run out at That's some point. I will go. For. I will get on the airplane with the with the with the money that I have, because as a rich person, I face no consequences for what any of my What is even the value of gold anymore, anyway? It's still pretty valuable. The value of gold stays pretty steady. It's not yeah. like as guaranteed as people say, but having gold is a pretty good way of saying you have this much gold, you're pretty rich now. And the gold is, by nature of being co- in contact with the serpent, multiplying. So there's definitely a lot of gold down there because he's been down there for a long time. I can't do math, but since 1345. At least we're upfront about it. So 1345 at least. So it's been like, you know, like 800 years or whatever. And the gold's just been going. It's been going and going. And there's a lot of gold down there for me. And since it's not, you know, not in the water, it's not actually contributing to the ec- the economy. So people will be like, where is this gold coming from? I don't know. Now, I will say you're going to inflate really the, the economy. Value. Yeah. By doing yes. Yeah. <laughs> I am not no because we'll I'm going to be smart starve about the it, population. Not just, like, dump it all in. And we'll work. have to move I from have... home. Uh, we'll inflate the economy. <laughs> it's not going to inflate the economy if I don't put it in all at mm-hmm. once. Oh my god! You have to. You have to like. Yeah, be but careful if you have to it. use more, I am not going to be like. Because you don't have food, so you don't I necessarily have quality control over how frequently you are using and not using also it's not like oh can i have like x like it's not as much as an even exchange like depending what you want you might need more gold which throws things out of balance because you're not using money you're using gold i'll be selling the gold god look i what i'm just saying is I'm, you're assuming I'm just saying there's just a lot of issues in this failure, relationship. I wouldn't be doing well. As we as plenty of people around me oh, might so be dying. So your monster is just a pair just of pants. Shut up. Five. I'm going to have fun with my foot anyway. girlfriend. And uh, all, when you get poisoned by methane gas. Also, mine is 40 feet long. And that is better. Okay, that Eminem. Is incredibly good. 
It is better because it's not so big like the fucking, like, you know, like, Jorman Gander It's Gander too big it's and can't even see you. Good size. It's difficult. I did vote for Jorman Gander because just by nature he's better. But, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, that's when you're, like, sitting there, like, can he even see you? How can you work with this? But 40 feet long, a bit longer than a bus, that is workable. That's so, oh, that is something that's completely you can work reasonable. With. That's very reasonable. They spe- they gave me like such a good length. He's hanging out in the water. He can come out of the water and hang out with you. He's not com- this thing confined the most to that. Sea monster which is what yet. people were saying about Nessie. He's not confined to the water, and so you can you can hang out outside of it. He can kill some livestock. So you know you got more food. You can kill some people just to add some spice. It's just really beautiful. <laughs> just a little and- murder to spice up your relationship. <laughs> Oh, you're saying that like it's it's shocking, but this is the monster fucking podcast. I'd like to remind you. I'm just saying, as arguments previously presented to me, there's a difference between compromising to make a relationship work and having too many in- problems inherent in a relationship that it cannot work. And that just seems like one I've of these I've yet times. to hear a legitimate problem. I'm going to say it right now. Catherine's monster can fuck. Yeah. There, I said it. It can. <laughs> it can. It, it doesn't mean I'd Thank rather you. fuck it. Well, Doesn't mean it's a better fuck, fuck the pants. Listen, go have fun with your you're upright g- gazelle. You're gonna fuck the pants. The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants wasn't even a good book series. It had too much heterosexual You're just sad drama. because you true. have no legs, and I have the world's sexiest legs. You don't need legs when you've legs. got money. I'm not saying you need legs. I'm just saying it's a benefit. You've seen people with Who nice legs. legs you're you vain, could. Catherine. You should understand this. It is great to have legs. I'm just saying that that's like, look, having, like, lots of people have legs. I want a little more from my relationship. Lots of people have have snakes, too. It doesn't mean I'm impressed by this. Well, they're not 40 feet long. They're not 40 feet long and rich. (laughs) Yeah. Hello? They're also not, I am a gold digger, and I will be benefiting from this relationship. I'm I'm completely won over by. And Kevin. he's already got a friend, so if that one gets killed, I've got another one. To <laughs> I can't believe Catherine is, just, is cheating on Nessie. Yeah. with discount Nessie two hybrid of Jorman Gander. He's not discount Nessie. He's uh-huh. his own person, which I've established many times. And also, <laughs> uh-huh. me and Nessie are not exclusive. You wouldn't even. You don't even know because you don't even respect Nessie. <laughs> apparently. I can't believe this. The truth come out. Anyway. Alyssa doesn't respect Nessie. <laughs> oh, have you guys seen The Water no, Horse yet? No, I have not. I've been movie. told I need to see it, but I don't respect yeah. Nessie, so I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> it was a very strange and mediocre movie, but I did watch the whole thing. Confused the whole time when I was like <laughs> good, 12. Good, good. So. It's very interesting because it's it acknowledges that Nessie has no Good. gender. I can Good. appreciate that. It's She's like there's only ever one in the world, and then it gives birth to a new one, rega- and regardless of its gender. So it's like you know you could say him, you could say her about Nessie, and then the next the one dies, and then it, it, it grows, and there's and it's just like there's always there's always one in the world for you, the water horse. Strange movie. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch it. Okay, I'm calling it right here. Um, 
I mean, Catherine's one. Wow. Right? Wow. Find yourself <laughs> a new co-host. Wow. It is. Alyssa, the if last Lager week's episode didn't fuck up our relationship, I have confidence we'll survive this I one, guess. too. <laughs> Cowards. Cowards. It's not my fault that I'm objectively Cowards. correct. <laughs> yeah, Alyssa Just knew this nature. would happen before you even came on. She was like, Catherine's gonna show up and she will I win. I do. It doesn't mean I have debate. to like it. <laughs> and then she was right. <laughs> anyway. I love winning. It's like such a good feeling in my chest. Gassy seafoam. Regardless of the da- Gassy like seafoam discount. Nessie yeah, ass so bitch. What? Sh- no. Catherine. Alyssa, get over it. Please. For- please. <laughs> okay, look. What is sexier? Seafoam or pants? Come on. Neither. If you want me to be perfectly 100% honest, absolutely this. neither. Yeah, but seafoam isn't. The ocean is inherently sexy. No. No. Yeah, oh it is. You look anyway. Oh my God. Anyway. This is. Oh my God. You don't uh, even go understand. on Twitter and tell Catherine that she's. The inherent eroticism of the ocean. And uh, vote for sexy legs. Okay, so. Th- we're finally here. Um, so I've already okay. posted the Cryptid Butch Fem Scale for anyone who wants to go see yeah. it. Yeah. Um, the. I'm going to set up a poll for this week. Again, it's just going to be between Alyssa and Catherine's Monsters. Uh, Wendigo is sitting mm-hmm. out the whole thing. We're not judging that one. Um, last week, uh, it was an overwhelming win for the Kraken. That's not 100% though. of the votes. So I'll take it. Again, I, <laughs> like, like I don't care at this sexy. point anymore. Which one? I just the need everyone to know that it's not possible for the Kraken to beat the Jenglot in a fight because of bottle physics. And I want you to know, I've had to explain. Oh, so no, 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 no. I've had to explain what constitutes a bottle four times in four separate arguments, ranging anywhere from 15 to 45 minutes in length. I am not taking any more criticism on this matter. Okay, so this isn't You're criticism. You're not taking criticism. You're just... But the criticism is there. Right. So, so actually, we got a response on this week. Did we really? Of someone giving their input. Yeah. Maury uh, tweeted at us, Okay, here's the oh, thing. No. Have you ever dropped something really small into the bathtub or sink or something, and every time you try to grab it, your hand is so big, and the water moving around it just pushes the thing away from your hand, and you can't grab it? That's what I imagine. I think it would be nearly impossible to get the tiny boy into a jar, but I do think it would be possible. Assuming the Kraken gets a jar big enough... It's not I, a it jar, it has to be a bottle. It would have to be a bottle, but listen... Look, a bottle is just a type of jar. Thank you. Assuming the Kraken gets a bottle big enough, it could do what we do with spiders and cups and just kind of turn it upside down and plop it over the tiny boy, easy if on land. It's so seven. That's Maury's input. Get Maury on this podcast. I'm planning on getting Maury on this podcast at some point. Maury, you had me in the (laughs) first half. I'm not going to lie, but your argument doesn't work because it's not like, oh, I see a spider in front of me. It's small, but I can keep track of it. It is, again, an island-sized monster and a seven-inch tall vampiric mummy. This sounds like 
It it's sounds a, like a know, sore loser. Eventually, you're gonna you're gonna smack that bitch. Yeah, that's the thing. Even if it. Takes I don't know. I already gave time. you my argument. I'm not repeating it, but yeah. you know, we're not we're not anyway, rehashing it. I'm just sharing the listener's opinion. Um, okay. Anyway, so so that one. Um, sources. I use Wikipedia. Okay. Oh. Okay. I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, you guys, did you guys already share your sources? I, I shared mine. Not yet, no. Okay. Okay, well, my sources, I have the book Icelandic Folk Tales and Legends by John Artisan, and I used the translation, but also the original Icelandic version in, in Google Translate because it said some extra stuff that was not in the translation, and I'm suspicious of the translation. This book called Icelandic Baroque by, um, Margaret Ergit's daughter. Um, a bunch of newspaper articles from like Icelandic sources and also like the Huffington Posts and Slate. And I did use Wikipedia as well. And the U- original like YouTube video of the of the thingy that I found highly suspicious. And also this one um po- the one po- this one poem that talks about it, but again, that was in Google Translate. So I, I was don't trust say, that. How either. well can we trust the validity of our Google Translate Icelandic? <sighs> well, here's the thing. So I used for the, the the poem was like I actually there was also a translation in the book, the um Icelandic Baroque, so I used both of those together. And then the um one with the folktale, um there was it's like it mentions like certain things, but it's like pretty similar. It's just that like they also, like, they complete, in, in the translation, they completely deleted the part that said it could heal itself, I think just for flow. Mm-hmm. But also, they, like, but it's, like, I also, like, used the summary of the folktale that was on Wikipedia, so it was, like, three sources comparing to make sure I got that's all the fair. factors. Because that's how you do research. <laughs> that, you know what that sounds like? A whole lot of time. You know who doesn't have a whole lot of time? Um, Me. Well, I mean, neither do I. That's why I used my work hours oh and my I paid God. for this. So, those are our sources. Um, I cannot stress this enough. We do not do this podcast to be the end-all, be-all source on the matter. We just do it to, you know, give a little info. If you want more I information, mean- go look it up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, but the research part is the fun part. You're I had a lot so of fun. weird, Catherine. It's okay, I love you, but you're weird. So, guys, go yeah. vote on the poll. Um, I think it's gonna be a lot like last week, in which case we're probably gonna all. Well, agree. don't say that because then people might do it like reverse psychology, That's and true. I want to win. <laughs> I just want to say that I am right, and. <laughs> He is my husband now, but I'm willing to share him. Uh, so. Please leave your detailed analysis as to why Catherine is wrong and also a coward uh, who is dating a ball yeah, of absolutely. methane gas. Huge fan of getting responses from you guys. Um, I cannot promise that every response we get will ever will always be read out on the show. Not realistic. But at least for now, we'll probably be able to read most of them. So tell us what you think. Give us your input. Uh, as always, the intro and ending music was created by my 
beautiful husband Eddie who informed me the other day that because I always call him my beautiful husband it stops like being exciting now he's just like and he's wow. apparently of the opinion that now I just say it because I have to hey hey Kate Winslet ass. hey yeah. Kate Winslet just take the fucking compliment <laughs> he was like yeah it's nice but like it doesn't feel as genuine wow. now you always say it my arm candy <laughs> You got, you got, you got to switch it up. He's <laughs> He's not your side. No, he's not your side because husband. you're oh, no. main hoe. Oh my god, call him your main hoe. That's like so romantic. <laughs> the music this week was created by my main hoe, Eddie, who I love so much. <laughs> was that genuine enough and- for you, amygdala? <laughs> was that good enough, almond? Uh So we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.